I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. Welcome back to Design to Heal. I am Jeff, your co-host here on the show. And then Dr. Ben, uh, man, we've got, as always, a guest on the line here. I say always, always, most times we have a guest on the line here. And we've got somebody really cool today with a really cool name. So let's start <laughs> well, it there. Goes, and, it goes uh, deeper than that, of well, course. I figured. Um, but yes, definitely excited for today's show. I had the, the honor and pleasure to meet Justin and then was on a, a podcast he has. And I don't do this often because I really take it serious, the people that we have on this show, and then kind of, I, I do feel some of my responsibility is to curate information for people. So I don't recommend a lot of things, but those people that I do are ones I believe in their work. Justin is one of those. He has a program uh, called Own It and Own It Coaching. He'll talk to, talk to us a little bit more about that today. And then he has a podcast, which I really would encourage you to go listen to. It's called um, the own it show. And, and it's, he's got, it's him of course, but he's got many great guests. And I, I the reason I appreciate him is because he, he has the a perspective, which I think is just very authentic, not afraid to be a straight shooter, call out, you know, concerns, call out, I guess I would say BS and in, in, especially in the wellness industry and not just to be a, a rebel rouser or a devil's advocate, but really to be helpful to patients. So Justin's a, an expert. He's worked at the highest levels. NCAA professional had uh, you know uh, high end training institutes for NHL. I mean, he'll tell us more about his. He's got training in in in, in, his, in his in this field and nutrition and naturopathic things. And so he's got a just he's an expert in that. And that's mm. and and so that. But he also works with patients, works with clients from the highest level CEOs and and entrepreneurs to you know. Um, people that want to end up, you know, uh, just functioning better. So our guest today is Justin, Justin Rothling chauffeur. And I did my best to say that, that right. And, uh, but so I, much, well, I could sense you waiting a minute and a half to try to figure see, out how to say the name. There's people, there's people I'm looking at, going, I'm reading it. I'm and, like, and, and Justin, no offense, man. Justin's a cool name, but like, I think people were going, wait, that's like, that's the interesting name right there. Hey, <laughs> so. well, you'll get to, you're going to get to, he's, he's, uh, he's even more interesting than his last name. So I'm sure. uh, Justin, welcome to the show. Oh, it's so great to be here. I appreciate you uh, taking Stumbling the time to that. have me on. And no, if you know what, you nailed it. It's right. it, it's one of those things I I always say to people when you uh, uh, when you actually say it, it just rolls right off the tongue. But it's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's 16, 16 letters that rolls right off the tongue. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure you've spelled it a few times in your life. Well, Justin, will you do our listeners a favor? And I know it's a little uncomfortable sometimes for people to kind of kind of brag about themselves or talk about themselves, but it's important that our listeners do know your background, know uh, what, you know, your area of expertise, uh, subject matter expert, and, and just your background because you have an interesting one. So do you mind just telling us some of your story? Yeah, absolutely. So um, given my last name, I grew up uh, the smartest kid in kindergarten, uh, knew the alphabet at, uh, <laughs> at the age of three. Um, and then it went downhill from there. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, we uh, uh, at 12 years old, um, I was I was playing hockey, born and raised in Canada, and uh, I was playing with 16 year olds. I happened to be uh, gifted in in the sport. And uh, my father looked at me on the ride home and he said, son, talent will get you noticed, but consistency will get you paid. And that really hit home for me. It just like changed my whole perspective. It changed the way that I thought about how I showed up in this world. And so, okay, great. So how do I become the most consistent version of myself? What does that look like? And I realized that what I could control was how I lived, how I designed my life, how I operated, how I slept, how I ate, the food I ate, or the, the things I drank, the mentors that I had in my life, the people I listened to. And so I really became intentional and aware at a very young age and became wanted to have information and quantifiable metrics. And so I started measuring heart rate variability and measuring sleep um, and wearing heart rate monitors whenever I could to 
understand loading parameters, looking at blood work from my physicals. And this is all at age 13, 14, 15 years old. And so I really started to fall in love with the process of understanding this amazing vessel that we're embodying for our time here on earth and just wanting to figure out how to optimize it. And that word optimize, I feel like in our culture has kind of been demonized where it's like optimization means perfection. Optimization Mm. means that you figured it out. Optimization means that uh, there's no more room for growth. And I actually take it the opposite is that optimization is simply striving for better. It's simply trying to get that 1% improvement and understand at a higher level. And so that was always my goal. And so I went through, I got a couple of undergraduate degrees, came down on a hockey scholarship, uh, undergraduate degree in exercise science, another one in nutrition. I then went and got my master's degree. Uh, From there, started um, my PhD in heart rate variability, sleep and recovery science. And on that journey, um, I continued to obviously experiment with myself and uh, take what I was doing at the lab and work with people and became a thought leader in um, in the National Hockey League and started to uh, got a, an opportunity with the Washington Capitals, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and then finally the Anaheim Ducks. And in this journey um, became what I guess you would say uh, in charge of managing the health, wellness, and performance of the best athletes in the world but failed to do that for myself. Like I got away from what that really looked like. And in 2018, 2019, I started to just get really terrible stomach aches, like to a point where they were debilitating and um, my energy was low, I had chronic headaches. And I don't know if anybody knows what a, a lifestyle in pro sports is like, but you're traveling all the time. You're not getting a lot of sleep. My profession or my role specifically, I took what I did um, extremely seriously. I'd watch hockey games live um, with with the guys going live with data, giving coaches insights, then taking care of the guys after games to prepare them, then watching film and correlating data back till about three in the morning, only to be back at the rink at 7, 30, 8 o'clock yeah. the next day. And that was just repetitive. And it started to take a toll. And um Ultimately, uh, in 2018, 2019, these stomach aches would not go away. I went to see all the docs. They ran blood work. They ran all the tests they could. They were like, no, like, you're the picture of health. I was fit. I watched what I ate. I worked out all the time. But I could not figure out what was going on, and I knew I was not well. And so finally, I went to um, uh, a, a specialist up in uh, New York City, uh, Dr. Sinman. And I said, Doc, you got you to gotta go inside me. You got to figure out, like, Take it, do an endoscopy and a colonoscopy, meet in the middle because you're going to find something. I swear to God, like something's not going on well. And I still remember he was like, no, we're not doing it. Like you're 29 years old, you're healthy, you're fit. Like there's no reason to. And there's no history of um, colon cancer or any of these things in your family. Like there's just no reason. There's something else where I said, doc, please, like just do me the favor. And so I paid out of pocket to get everything done, and he, I came out, and I still remember laying on the uh, laying on the bed, and he comes up to me, and goes, Justin, I am so sorry it took us like this long to do this, but um, if we hadn't done this, you would not have seen your thirty fifth birthday. Mm. And um, they found uh, four polyps the size of my thumb, all precancerous mm. in my colon, and a ulcer the size of a quarter also precancerous in my stomach. And uh, it was shortly after that that I started to really feel exponentially better um, as we started to obviously treat those things. But I realized at that moment that what I was doing in the NHL was not just for athletes, but it was for human beings and helping people understand how to live by design in order to find balance and find rhythm between stress and recovery, stress and regeneration, and optimize their lifestyles for what it is that they're wanting to do. That doesn't mean pull back on what it is you're trying to do and have less impact and less of, uh, and do less things. It actually empowers you to do more things, have more of an impact because you now have a way in which to create space 
internally to take on more and do more and impact more. And so that's really what my mission became uh, as I left the NHL in uh, 2019, 2020, was to make the same systems, practices, and philosophies from testing, coaching, and technologies that are available typically only to the elite athletes of the world uh, to now make it available to um, those people who feel that uh, they have to exchange their health for their mission. You know, it's... um. It's obviously it's an amazing story, and I, I you you can probably now again look back just a, a bit of time and just realize, you know, you've I'm sure you've thought about it. Just part of your journey. In my experience, people that are really passionate about anything, any particular issue in my world, it's healthcare. Often, often they've gone through a journey. Sometimes it's a family member that they've lost or a health health problem they've gone through themselves. Yours being an example of that. However, I think one thing that's interesting to me about your story is. You're 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 very um, from me listening to you and getting to know you. I mean, you're very holistically minded, and so that's a really important. I mean, some people could hear this story, and their approach is just this fear-based, you know, medical mindset. What pills do I need? What drugs do I need? And mm-hmm. now, and then, right, and then let's let me, you know, kind of, you know, get back to you know, burning the candle at both ends again. My experience, not as much as yours, but uh, as an elite athlete training for the Olympics, but then working with Olympic athletes. And I, I just, just as a kind of an inch, just a question, cause I don't get to talk to a lot of people that have done this. You know, I think sometimes people think that professional athletes, although they are in many ways, unbelievably gifted and, and you being one of them and just, you know, you look at them physically, they look like specimens, many of them. And I remember uh, it was USA wrestling. I took care of mostly. And so just even adjusting these guys, they're just, they're just like, unbelievable. <laughs> literally they're like, they're, they're so strong. It's almost difficult to adjust them. But I also saw so many very unhealthy lifestyles. Now, this is USA Olympic program, mm-hmm. and I can only speak for wrestling but um, and boxing. But but it was, I think, one time something that people don't fully understand, and I think you were almost a living example of this, Justin, which was they – sometimes we think, oh, they have access to all this stuff, and so they're they're doing it, number one, and that even that a lot of it is good. Because I, I know a lot of them, they're getting in shots in their bodies all over the place. I mean, like, you know, drugs and cortisone, and they're taking, they're living on pills and scripts. And we've seen, of course, countless stories in the professional athletes of just drug abuse and prescription, non-prescription. Just curious, do you have some thoughts on that without having to out anybody or go against the industry? But, you know, you being more of a holistic-minded guy, um, working sometimes with those teams, these poor athletes, they're, they're honestly often either abusing themselves or being abused. I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Not really the point of the show, but any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I do have many thoughts. Um, it's funny that you say that because if you go, I say I left the NHL in 2019, mm. 2020, I was actually fired. Mm. And the reason I was fired was because I pushed back against the model that you were talking about, mm. where it was the opiate use, it was the tortol shots, it was the cortisone, it was the yeah. the masking of what was actually going on, just so that you can go out and perform today, not worried about what next week, next month, next year, mm. next decade looks like. And um, in accordance to that, there was a uh, an actually uh, uh, TSN and ESPN did a documentary, um, and it's called. Uh, problem with pain. Mm. Um, I'll send you the link after yeah. you can you can watch it. Put it in the show notes. But it really takes it, it takes a deep dive into what was going on um, in professional hockey in the NHL um, when it comes to Tordal and uh, a lot of these uh, medical yeah. case ways in which of doing things. And and you're exactly right, Ben. When you look at these things and how you're operating as a professional athlete. Yes, you have access to all of this stuff, but it's a whole other thing as to whether you've been educated, empowered, and taught how to use it and how to live what I call a life by design. Because so many of these people, and I think us as as, as consumers, um, both on a us using this side, but also us looking at professional athlete side, we don't realize that our body doesn't know the difference between mental, physical, spiritual, emotional stress, and mm. our body keeps the score at the end of the day. Mm. And so if you think about it, yeah, you can be a physical specimen. You can train. And this was, this was my, this was literally my issue. This was like, yeah. not, not a professional athlete, but a high performing individual, somebody who had a director role in the NHL and then a, um, uh, an entrepreneurial business going on, on outside of it, running very high in terms of stress loads but wasn't managing it well and was extremely fit. Watch what I ate. 
um, was I competed in triathlons and CrossFit and all this stuff. And people would say, man, you were just like the picture of health. Like, how did you, how did you end up this way? Well, I was the picture of health on the outside, Mm -hmm. but on the inside, I was rotting on the inside. I was dying. And that's what a lot of us had going on. Everything from professional athletes to um, high-end CEOs, entrepreneurs, and uh, just people who are pursuing something so heavily is that your body keeps the score. There is a cost to everything. And if you are not willing to create rhythm between cost expenditures Mm -hmm. and putting money back in, you are going to ultimately burn out. And when I say burn out, it's not like physical exhaustion, but I'm going to say you're earning your illness, you're Mm -hmm. earning your chronic illness, you're earning your disease, you're earning your cancer, you're earning your diabetes, you're earning your obesity, you're earning whatever outcomes are coming your way because you either earn health or earn the disease or it's your, but it's your choice. Justin, what do you think about, so I mean, I've got, I've got just a lot of notes here. I'm curious because I know you're, you're a person of faith and I appreciate that about you and you share much of that on your show. Um, How do you, and again, I didn't, you know, we just are having conversation. I didn't prepare you for this, so you don't really know what I'm throwing at you. I like to keep it that way. But how do you how do you ride this line or how do you articulate? Because you have a very, and I know you have a book coming out and I want you to talk about that, but how do you ride this line between, you know, consistency and optimization and, you know, even performance and not not letting it become like a, I don't know, the word that coming to mind is, you know, legalistic or an idol or just almost falling into the same trap, but on the other side, do you know what I mean? Is that, am I making sense of that? Yeah. Like, cause it's, cause, it's very good. Yeah. Like how do you help your, you know, the clients cause uh, you know, that you coach and just really, we're, we're all humans. I don't really care if you're an elite athlete or a CEO or a stay at home mom. To me, it's people, right? Like you'd said earlier. So yeah. how do you, how do you articulate that to somebody? They go, well, they might be listening. They go, Hey, I just, I work at the construction, you know, I'm, I'm in a backhoe all day. I, don't, I know. I mean, it's just a different life. Like, what does this mean to me? And I think they're, they're, this means a lot to, to them. So how do you articulate keeping this thing from becoming an idol in our lives or becoming legalistic yet yet still living? Uh, this is really good. So I'll try to simplify this as best I can audibly. Um, so when it, when it comes to, it comes down to stewardship. Stewardship is the intersection point of ownership and accountability. So when you think about ownership, it's, you've been gifted something and you have to start to manage it. And as a steward of your body, we have to realize, and this is where I bring a lot of like the faith-based scriptural components in, there's four components to stewardship that we have to understand. Before I go into those four, I want to come back to that definition. Stewardship is the intersection point of ownership and accountability. Like let that sink in for a second. And when we come down to the four components of stewardship, It's God owns everything. I own nothing. I'm simply a manager. It takes a lot of the pressure off. Mm. You don't own your body. Mm. You do not own your body. You are simply managing it. And now are you managing it well? Mm. Or are you managing it poorly? Think about your business. You don't own your business. You are a steward of it. It's the intersection point of ownership and accountability. And you don't own your business. You're simply managing it. Are you doing a good job? or Are you doing a poor job? Same thing with our bodies. Number two is that God entrusted you with everything that you have. And thus, you must prepare yourself to take on more responsibilities. There's a reason why you want more in your life. There's a reason why you want to take on more, but it's a struggle for you. Because you haven't figured out how to live yet. You haven't figured out how to manage your time. You haven't figured out how to exercise properly to have the energy available. You haven't figured out how to sleep deeply so that you can be mentally clear throughout the day. There is a reason why you haven't been given more responsibility. Because you haven't ultimately prepared yourself to handle what it will require at that next level. Number three is you're responsible to increase what God's given you. But you also have the ability to decrease it. Think about that for a second. You have a responsibility. When you come into this world, you are you, you come in as a, as a child. And now you've got this body, this mind, this physical being that you are now managing to grow up into a serving adult that's doing something impactful. But at the same time, 
you can drink constantly, you can overeat, you can sit and watch Netflix, you can um, have poor daily habits that kill yourself and rot yourself from the inside out. And thus decreasing what it is that you've been put on this earth for, limiting the potential. And then number four is that you can be pulled into accountability at any time. There's any point throughout your life that you can be pulled into accountability and there can be an opportunity for you to step up and get to the next level, but you have not prepared in order to get there. And that will be an opportunity missed. And you don't know when that opportunity is coming. And so you have to continually stay ready. And the thing that I want everybody to understand about this is there's only four mindsets that you can show up in this world with. And I only hang out with people that construct and abide by one of them. There's a mindset of impossible. There's a mindset of possible. There's a mindset of probable. And there's a mindset of inevitable. And I will only hang out with people who have that inevitable mindset because in life, good or bad, it's inevitable that something's going to happen. It's inevitable that you're going to build that impactful business. It's inevitable that you're going to earn your health. It's inevitable that you're going to marry the woman of your dreams. It's inevitable that you're going to impact people at the scale that you want. It's inevitable that you're going to ultimately uh, realize a new level of performance that you that you've been trying to untap because you've been consistent. Because you've abided by the process, because you've stewarded well, it's inevitable. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of consistency. It's just a matter of have you had the unrelenting patience to stay in the mundane, to stay in the system, to stay in the process, to understand your body and what it needs and adjust the dials necessary. It's no different than a tanker leaving from New York City going across to Europe. It's inevitable that they're going to make their way across the Atlantic Ocean. It's just a matter of time. And are they willing to manage the dials appropriately as to what degree do they have to change based on the winds, based on the waves, based on the storms, based on everything else coming their way? And if you don't manage it well, it's inevitable that your ship will crash. It's inevitable that you'll get sick. It's inevitable that you'll fall flat. It's inevitable that you'll get divorced. It's inevitable that you will have uh, some type of chronic illness hit you because of the way that you're living. And so it comes back. This is has nothing to do about rippling muscles, six-pack abs, <laughs> uh, certain weight loss numbers. This has nothing to do with that. At the end of the day, if that's something that, hey, you desire and that you want, awesome. There's a process that you can steward as well to follow in order to get there. But that's a consequence that is inevitable. Go back to that word. That outcome will be inevitable if you follow the process of what your body's asking. It's not something you're seeking. It's not the destination that you're going towards. But it's a line that you will cross inevitably because of the process you've chosen to follow. So, Justin, I mean, that's that, I'm I'm taking notes for for myself here. Let me let me ask you. Okay, did you arrive to this um, this place? You know, this this mentality. One of the questions that I had had written down as I was preparing was, I kind of put they put it like this. You know, comparing and contrasting these mindsets. So, somebody might be listening to this and they're going, "Gosh, I I actually live and think and talk on the impossible and." possible and even probable. And sometimes we use these words like, oh, I, and I can't imagine in your kind of daily life, you know, when you're coaching and, and consulting people and organizations and you're trying to help them see this inevitable. And, uh, you know, we are in a strange time culturally where it's almost seen like having this, like this um, tenacity, or I loved your word, unrelenting, unrelenting patience, um, you know, just this, this, consistent like those words are almost like out of vogue right now you know what i mean like it's almost like not cool mm -hmm. to be consistent it's all about a flash in the pan go viral in two days yep. be an influencer and i know you harp on this a lot on your show not harp but you point out you know respectfully influencers that this health is particularly in the health space that are kind of misleading people or it's certainly you know just for their best interest not maybe your best interest i have to imagine and i don't know this you know what happened to you here but when you had the situation when you uh, with the NHL and, and you left or you were fired, as you said, like was that a was that like a, a low moment for you? Did you go? Did you slip out of inevitable? Or is that what led you into this mindset of inevitable? I'm just curious because sometimes we get kicked. We're listening to this and we're going, yeah, but Justin, you don't know my story. 
right? You know, I'm sure you've heard it a million times, right? You don't know about what yeah. happened to me. You don't know this and you don't know that. And, and this is not about getting in a, in a, in a, in a contest of who has the, had the worst life experience, but I, I'm imagining you got to this inevitable mindset concept through trial, through, you know, work and, and, and mentors and things. Can you take us through that journey and, and maybe be what you were like before that and what helped you get to that place? Yeah, that's, it's really good. I think, um, so over the course of the last five years, um, mm. I've definitely grown and become become the person and the man that um, I've wanted to be. You, you think about it, living in the NHL, you talk about idols, you talk about mm. wanting to do it yourself, wanting to push it. That was my idol. I mean, growing up in Canada, um, I wanted to be an NHL player. Um, and coming down to the States on a hockey scholarship, you think you're on your way. You mm -hmm. think you've got the, the opportunity. You're, you've got guys that you're playing with that are signing NHL contracts. You've got uh, NHL scouts you're playing in front of on a nightly basis. Like you've, you're, you're on the way. Mm -hmm. And then now I get there as a influencer of those guys that are on the ice every single night. You're a part of it. You're a part of the journey. You're a part of the quest for a Stanley cup. You're like, that was my, you made it. That, that was my That's idol, really I, right. yeah, I, yeah. I, it, for sure, in a certain <laughs> way. Yeah. And and I think when I got there and you put, actually stepped foot into it, I still remember the day I signed my first contract. The twenty four hours later, I almost went into like a deep depression mm. because it was like, is this it? Mm. This is this is what it was all for. Like this this is the this is the mm. end result. And I think that's what a lot of us do. And I see it in, you run a, you run a triathlon, you run a marathon, you put something as a pedestal mm -hmm. as, as a part of your health and wellness journey and you finish and all the habits, all the behaviors, everything that you were establishing on your way there, all of a sudden go by the wayside. You no longer wake up, you no longer go for your runs, you no longer do any of these things. And it's because it was put on a pedestal. But coming back to this journey mm -hmm. for me, when I got fired, like I went, I, again, I, I I started to question whether I did the right thing. Man, mm. should I have just shut my mouth and mm. just abided by the normal way of doing things? Should I have just should I have just not pushed the can and mm. and disrupted the the beehive and just and just fallen into the normal way of doing things? And I was like, I, I threw away my career, mm. and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know why. I had, and I even said, maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe what I'm asking, maybe what I'm standing for is wrong. Mm. And maybe that is a possibility. And so for the next nine months, I was, I was miserable to be around. Mm. Um, my wife was I like, God bless her. Um, mm. Mm. But I was just, I was miserable to be around. I went up to New York city. That's where she was. Uh, she was living. She was the vice president of a fashion company there. And, um, you've got your wife who's on mission and on purpose mm -hmm. doing things and you're mm -hmm. twiddling your thumbs. I got an opportunity to go and be the director at a very popular celebrity gym, training mm -hmm. the likes of Sarah Jessica Parker and yeah. Hugh Jackman and all these people. And I'm just like, I hate this. Mm. Like, this is not what I'm made for. And so I, I leave that and then COVID hits and I'm just like, mm. what am I doing? Like, mm. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm in a nine month, really deep, low area. And I still remember I, I was, it was, uh, July 17th, something, something in that area of, uh, of 2020 COVID mm. was yeah, right. in full force and you're in the city still, was, you're in New York I, still. Yep. Yeah. No, we had, we had gone down to Florida. Okay, We'd yeah, gone yeah. down to Florida. Yeah. Uh, we were in Naples and I said to, I, I said to my wife, um, I need to figure something out because I don't know if I want to live anymore. Wow. And I, I just, I don't know what's happening. Like I know I meant for more. I know I meant to do something, but it's been eight months of doing nothing. And Listen, I don't want to stop you there but, because I, I but I yeah. want to say this for our listeners because I, I don't want them to miss what's going on here. And I want to I want you to hear the end of, you know, I want to hear the rest of the story. I mean, part of it we're talking about right now because we're talking to you. But like, you know, so here sometimes you might be listening to this and, and you would be thinking, man, if I could ever have his 
you know, Justin's training and his experience and at the highest level, like I could have just had that. Like there's people right now that are chasing something. And listen, there is nothing mm-hmm. wrong with goals. There's nothing wrong. I mean, I got these big circles on my paper right now, that ownership and that accountability and stewardship. The problem is, is when they, when you, like you said, when they get put as a pedestal in your life and, and part of what Justin's sharing here, and I don't know if you share this, but I mean, I'm just honored you're sharing it here, but part of what he's showing us is, is how to, you know, so this doesn't happen to us. Like what can happen when you do that? Because what a, what a waste it would be, even though you kind of made it there very quickly at a, at a relatively young age, you know, some people that's their whole career. Thank goodness it happened to you in your thirties or, you know, twenties and thirties, not when you were 50. <laughs> right. And you have this, you know, yeah. awakening where you go, this whole thing wasn't what I, what I thought it was. So use this as a warning. Look, you might, you might say, well, I'm not an NHL performance coach or whatever. Say that's not the point. Look at your life right now yeah. and ask yourself, what are you, what are you chasing so hard that you've let it take up rooms in your heart and your soul that it's not designed to have? Know that now mm-hmm. so you don't end up in this place because some people don't ever get out of there. To have a guy that's at your level, you know, not too long ago say, I don't know if I want to be alive is a warning for any of us. And so I, I didn't mean to interrupt in, a, in that part of your story, but I just want to make sure people understand what's going on here. So what happens then? No. Yeah, go ahead. So it was this particular day that my wife and I were just at odds. I was, again, when I tell you I was an angry person, I was mm. not nice to be around. Like it was not, it was not awesome to be around me. And she said, Justin, I just need you to go and take a ride in the kayak and figure something out. Like, just go and just breathe. Just go and spend some time with God. I said, I don't need to spend time with God. I need to figure out what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> and that one will haunt you for a while. I went, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the, that was the <laughs> irony of the whole thing. Yeah. And so anyways, I went and pulled out the kayak. I went and sat in it and Typically, when I go out there, I have my iPod, my uh, AirPods, and uh, listening to music. And on this particular day, I forgot my AirPods, and I was like, "Do I really want to go back upstairs?" I was like, "No, I'm just gonna go." So I went out and I sat and I sat out there, and all of a sudden, I I heard this voice audibly, mm-hmm. and it, it I it was God simply saying, mm-hmm. "You are different." I did not create you to fit in. I created you to stand out and it's time that you step up. And I looked up to the sky and all I could see was like this, it was like it's a sheet of glass and there was a little pinhole and it was like a bright light shining through. And it was like, at that moment I had a choice to either like lean in and like take a look at what the shining light was all about, or I could have picked up my phone and distracted myself and, just done something else. And I leaned in and all of a sudden it was like the glass shattered, everything fell. And I had this massive download and I sat out there. I picked up my phone. I started writing. I started writing. I started writing two and a half hours later, all sunburnt. I came inside. I sat down at my computer. I copied and pasted from my notes onto a document and I printed it off. It was 22 pages and it ended up being the manifesto for what is on it today. Mm. I put it on the kitchen table and my wife read it and she goes, where did you come up with this? Mm. And I said, I didn't. Mm. And it was, it was amazing. And that was the, that was the moment that everything started to change. I started to change the people I hung around. It was that same time that God commit. Like when I tell you that somebody asked me the other day on podcast, what is your, um, uh, what is your superpower? Mm. And I said, I said, it's the ability to be obedient. It's to minimize, like the definition of spiritual maturity is minimizing the time between when God talks and you act. Mm. And my, mine is instantaneous. I'm, I, I will hear something. It doesn't make sense. I will do it anyways, because I've been proven wrong too many times not to. Mm. And when I come back to this mindset of inevitability, it's not a matter of if it's just a matter of when, how long are you willing to be consistent? How long are you willing to be obedient? How long are you willing to stay in the suck? How long are you willing to do the uncommon thing? How long are you willing to do and act differently because we were built and called to be different. And so I can have unrelenting patience because I know the outcome is far greater than anything I could ever imagine. 
and that that outcome is something to thrive. It's not something to feel like a struggle and to feel mm. ill and to feel sick. And so when I say you earn your health or you earn your illness, it's not just this this saying that I put out there. It's something that is truly aligned at the core because when you are in alignment and you are being obedient and you are leaning into this thing that God wants you to do, which is thrive because he's built you to be different. He's built you to stand out. He's built you to ultimately create and thrive. It's only a matter of time. And if people only understood that, everyone wants to arrive. Everyone wants mm-hmm. to get to the destination. Everybody wants to go there, but nobody wants to take the trip. Mm. And you got to be willing to take the trip and realize that it's not the destination, but the process that matters. I mean, it, it's so funny. We hear about, like, this is the story that God talks about all the time that really empowers people. Nobody wants to hear it. But yet, when Kobe Bryant stands on the floor during his acceptance speech when they retired his number in LA. And he says, Hey, what I want to tell you is that Mm. it's not about the destination. No matter what I got, Mm. it was always about love in the process. And everyone's like, Oh my gosh, that's genius. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. Hallelujah. Like I love Kobe Bryant. And, um, but that's the truth. And that's what it comes back to is being willing to have unrelenting patience in the consistency and Going back to what I was was saying there is that during that same time, God said, hey, I need you to separate from the people that you've been with. I need you to find new friends. I need you to get in your circle. Deleted every number that I had in my phone from my NHL days, and I needed to start putting myself around people that um, were going to change the way I thought. And that's that was like um, that was a big turning point in my life that changed the trajectory yeah. and changed the impact. Let me let me ask you. I mean, there's. And I, there's so much, so much just rich stuff, and I want you guys to know. So when you're, when you're hearing from Justin, like if you're resonating with that, like this is, in, in some degrees, this is very much like the the the, the, ten, the tenacity that he takes on his show. It's pretty raw, and so um, you're gonna, if you need more of that, and you need some, you know, just some of this this mindset to to begin this process of of, of challenging yourself and and growing in ways. I guess a couple that you know. Well, a couple of parables came to mind, of course, right? I mean, we're called to be salt and light and scripturally. And so, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people, because what I wrote, I just, as you were talking, I'm like, how do we do this, Justin, and not be uh, necessarily, because we want to do this righteously, right? We want to do this in an edifying way. We don't want to uh, do this in an egotistical, prideful way. And, and I'm sure there's times, I don't know this, but I'm imagining there's sometimes people think, oh, you're just cocky, or you just think you got it all figured out, or you got a big ego because you're trying to, you know, even when you say things like, it's inevitable, right, if I do the right things, but you're just talking about principles, right? You're talking about just like the laws of the universe. I mean, if I go out and I feed myself good things, or I move my body appropriately, or I'm getting good rest, like, I say this all the time, too, like, it's inevitable that you will heal. Like, what does that mean for you? I don't fully know, right? We all have a day, we're going to meet our maker. But like, but but I do know that your body will be healthier by doing those things. And like you said, that that idea of being consistent. Now, again, some people take that consistency, and we talked about this. I think on, on when I was on your podcast, some people see consistency as like, as like this. They, they see it as like this negative, like like uh, you know, discipline. They almost see negatively, right? Like it's I have to do these things. They don't understand the freedom that comes with it. But before you talk about that, will you just touch on how do you help a person? understand this where it's not about ego and pride and, and how do you remain humble about this process when, the, when a lot of people around, around you or around you, maybe your, your circle of influence don't see it like that. Right. I remember I quote, I think it was, uh, it was either Don Shula or, or Lou Holtz. I think it was Don Shula. I, it was a Maxwell book failing forward, I think is where I read it. And he said, just realize most people are cheering for your failure right? Most people are not cheering, unfortunately, right? And so you've, you've got to be aware of some of these things or you'll start to go make these good decisions in your life. You're going to listen to a podcast like this. You're going to start learning more about, you know, Justin's work. And then people are going to go, whoa, what, what got into you, right? Sometimes you're, you're, yeah. you getting after life is, is, uh, uh, rubs people the wrong way. So do you have any just kind of thoughts on that for somebody that might be listening to this? So inevitability, the mindset of inevitability, don't confuse it with thinking that you know everything. Mm. I don't know everything, but I'll sure as heck learn everything. Understand the difference. I don't know everything today, but you better bet your last dollar that 
I'm continually investing in my obsession with wanting to be a forever learner. Because as I'm a forever learner, as I'm constantly understanding my body in a better way, let's take it from the health component. As I'm continually learning, I'm continually uh, edifying, I'm continually educating, I'm continually understanding this body I live in, it's inevitable that I'm gonna get better. And I think so often we're more than happy to abide by David Goggins 1% uh, better every day. We're more than happy to abide by uh, one degree north of perfect or one degree south of perfection. We're, we're more than happy to 1%. We're, we're more than happy to, to lean into that because it feels safe. It's like, Oh yeah, that's a great saying. That's awesome. <laughs> like as we, as we like, as we give ourselves a little pat on the back, mm. no, you realize that the mindset of inevitability is not perfection. It's not saying that, and consistency is not perfection. It's not saying you've got it all figured out. There's many days that I don't do what's right for me. I skipped a workout this morning because I stayed up with friends last night because that's what I wanted to do. But that was that's five times out of 365 days a year. That's consistent. That's consistent. That's 25 days out of 31 days in a month. That's consistency. Mm. It's constantly learning. It's And it's inevitable that I'm going to have the outcome that I'm searching for. Consistency and inevitability is the quest for better. So and if we're are, yeah. going down that road, we will never, ever fall short of that line. So what are you seeing with your clients? Now, I know you you see the spectrum, but you definitely, I mean, are going to probably have some high performers. What do you see as kind of the most consistent, I don't want to say oversimplified here, but the one or two things in the culture that you're looking at right now that you're seeing are are against that or are confusing people or perverting some of these some of these principles like you said that that Kobe Bryant example my my son likes Kobe yeah. and he reads you know reads his books and his mindset books and stuff and a lot of it is like you said a lot of it is I would say 90% of the stuff I read there I I I endorse I I think there's some good stuff there and we talk my son and I talk mm-hmm. about it um, and there's some stuff that I've got a different perspective on as a just person of faith, and we talk through some things. But, um, but, but, what are you seeing out there in in culture? But you meet up with with some people, and you go, "Man, this you feel is is leading some people down kind of the, the wrong roads." Just curious, your your thoughts. What are you seeing consistently? So, number one, uh, and and I'm going to take the health kind of yeah. parameter of this, um, but it's what I call the grocery list effect, um, where we feel like we have to cold plunge every day. We feel like we have to sun and we feel like we have to work out. We feel like we have to journal. We feel like we have to meditate. We feel like we have to breath work. We feel like we have to uh, get our 15 hugs in. We feel like we have to do all of these things on top of our day-to-day to-dos. And what ends up happening, and let's come back to the concept of stress. Mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, your body doesn't know the difference between these forms of stress. And because of that, when we end up deep, like getting into this grocery list effect, it ends up pulling us so far off track because all we're doing is setting ourselves back up for more forms of stress and in an, in, in, um, an, an unsustainable way. And the definition of failure is not being able to to sustain it, not being able to be consistent. And so there's this acronym that I have for like solving this grocery list effect for people, because not everything that they're, that they're saying is bad. Cold plunging is great. Sauna is great. Intermittent fasting is great. Breath works. Great. Journaling is great. Like 15 hugs a day. Great. (laughs) All of these things that we're talking about. Awesome. But maybe not today, maybe not this season, maybe not for you. Mm. And so it comes back to how are you preparing yourself? How are you preparing yourself for what is already prepared for you? Because it's inevitable that you're going to realize it if you're willing to prepare and you're willing to be consistent. And so P is purposeful priorities. Like what are you prioritizing in your life? What is the big thing that you need to create adjustment and change in today? Is it, and I talk about these four pillars, fuel, build, renew, and repair. In build, you've got exercise and mindset in fuel, you've got hydration, nutrition, in renew, you've got uh, environment and uh, immune function, 
and then in um, uh, uh, and then you've got sleep and um, self care. And so, what is the priority in your life? Where do you have to go? Then R is replace. What are you going to replace in your life? What habits are you currently engaging in that aren't currently taking you to where you want to go? Which ones have run their course? Which ones have pulled you off course? Which ones are no longer going to get you to that next level? Of where you're going to go e is expand you're going to expend time energy or resources which one are you going to have to lean on in this season in order to get you to that next level of where you're trying to be p persistent practice again comes back to consistency being willing to lean in persistently even when the outcome isn't what you desire because the longer you do it the more of an expert you come the better the results are going to be the more consistent you are and it's inevitable you're going to find your outcome a is accept accept accountability you can't do it on your own it's going to be something that you find a coach, you find a team, you find a community, you find someone or something to help you through. R, rest, reassess, and refine. What it is that you're choosing isn't necessarily going to take all the way. It may be what you're choosing might be only good for a season, might be only optimal for a short amount of time. It might be a lifelong thing. And then E is expect. Expect the outcome. You prepared for this. You prepared for what it is that you wanted. Now expect it to happen because you're living in inevitability. And so that's number one is the grocery list effect. Can I ask you about I, the grocery list that, effect really quick? Yeah. Because I, I want I, somebody, somebody needs to hear this because, because here's what, here's what also can happen in a grocery list effect, which is you've created this illusionary recipe that if you don't have all of these things, then I can't have yeah. X. I won't be healthy. I won't heal. I won't be happy. I won't have a good day. And I remember I got convicted in this one time. This is going to be kind of a lame example, but if I didn't have my morning time just the way that I needed it to be, right? Just enough time, <laughs> you know, just enough time with my with the Bible, just enough time with my workout, whatever. Then I was I remember being like, well, or something would happen. I had to fly that day or a meeting that came up. And so I didn't get that. And I remember catching myself being like literally saying something like, Well, I guess I'm gonna have a crappy day now. And I was like, yeah. What the heck? If what have I done to myself here, right? And so the reason this matters, like you said, it isn't because anything on your quote grocery list is might not. They might all be excellent things, but you have now created this almost impossible. Back to your uh, four things, right? You know, impossible situation for you to be successful. And because make no doubt about it, you're probably gonna at some point. Life happens. It doesn't. You know, some situation occurs, and it and then all of a sudden it can get thrown to the wayside, and you you've now said, see, it doesn't work. And then you end up quitting all of them or throwing your hands up in the air, which is kind of that moment when you, you were saying within the NHL, when you were like, you know, do I just, do I just shut up and go along with it? And, you know, everybody will tell me how great my life is because I'm doing what they think it's supposed to be. Or do I have to do what, you know, what happened to you in the kayak in the ocean, which is, you know, God made you different and God made you to be, you know, a certain way and go out and express that the greatest, you know, the, you know, you know, the greatest thing, the way we glorify God is being all that he called us to be. And so, um, you yeah. know, I so I just for somebody listening to that and go, well, and now for some of you, you do need to add a couple of things to you, <laughs> like the prepare thing. Well, here's the, the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Ben, here's the thing on this. Here's the thing on this. So what you just talked about is, and you see, I saw it all the time in pro sports, is it turned into a superstition. Mm. And you ended up having to do something, and it relied upon this thing in order to be successful. That's why when you talk about creating new habits, there's four, there's four steps actually to create a habit. People think you just need to get into a new routine. I'm going to create a plan and get into a routine. Mm -hmm. That's only steps one and two. Steps one is plan. Steps two is routine. The thing is, we haven't gone through steps three and four. Step three is get into a rhythm. Step four is create a new instinct. Something that just happens because it's a part of who you are. Mm. A routine is an event. It relies on a person, a place, or a thing. It occurred or it didn't. It usually happens at a set time, at a set place. And anything like travel, delays, mm. holidays, or unforeseen circumstances disrupt it and thus impact how you show up the rest of your day. Mm. A habit, on the other hand, is a process. And it has a system behind it, which is only reached through consistency. And knowing consistency has to be a big part of the system. It becomes pretty apparent but why people struggle. Mm. Because it takes a long time to validate behaviors. And if you don't have unrelenting patience, knowing that it's inevitable that you're going to get to your end result, why would I continue to keep going? Mm. And that's the sad part about it is you've seen these memes all the time. You've got these two people digging 
and you've got the one guy who finds the big massive diamond and then you've got the other person on the left who's just one little dig away he's dug for five years he's one little dig away mm-hmm. and he would have found the same thing but he wasn't willing to have the patience because he was trying to find the quick fix mm-hmm. and that goes into what i was going to say was my second piece yeah. Yeah. of of uh things i see is people looking for the quick fix people looking to put the band-aid on the bullet hole people looking to uh, cl- clog the clog the holes in the boat um, with toothpaste, mm-hmm. and not being willing to really heal from the inside out, not figuring out what's right for them, and eliminating all the marketing BS out there, and truly seeking somebody or something and a system, not a process. So I want we in the final minutes here, a couple minutes here, I want people to know how to follow you because I know that, I mean, any of these, we talked about a lot of topics that any of them could be, could and should be really, you know, dove into and developed. There's going to be some people that are, are going to maybe want to work with you or learn more about your work. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, the book that you got coming out, a little bit about your podcast, just ways they can follow you so or they can engage with you or, or however you like to be, you're contacted or you and your team if they're just looking for that next that next level of account or accountability, or maybe just they really feel like they resonated with what you're talking about and they want to, they want to learn more about your work. How best do they do that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, it's a great question. I appreciate the, the opportunity, but um, Instagram is the best place to find me. Um, it's at Justin rock. Um, like I said, I post kind of content there, a bunch of free, uh, ways to get a hold of me from there. Okay. Um, there's the podcast, uh, which is obviously the Own It show, as you mentioned. Uh, and then if you just want to learn more about what we do at Own It, um, ownitcoaching.com uh, takes you to, to everything you need to know. Okay. Well, any, you know, final, I always like to give my guests if just the final, the final word there, the final thought. What what would you like to leave our, our listeners with here today? And uh, maybe some encouragement or maybe a kick in the butt, whatever you're feeling. At the end of the day, you are different. You were not created to fit in. You're created to stand out. And you have to realize that everybody can start. Everybody can take that first step. But the people that have the outcomes that you're seeking, the only difference between them and you is that they were willing to be consistent. They were willing to see it through to the end. Everybody can start. Champions finish. Each and every one of you listening is a champion. Now it's your choice. Amen, brother. It was an honor to have you on our show and uh, appreciate what you're doing out there. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.